This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Welcome to Paranormal Guys. I'm Chris. And I'm Chad. And we're back for week two. Or, well, not week two. I guess episode two. Episode two, yeah. Yeah. Been a little more than a week. That's right. So, what, in our two-week hiatus of the show, has there been anything new in the world of Chad? No. No. Um, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, other than work <laughs> and car problems and stuff like that, I actually I saw a ghost car last night. Oh, no. Yep. A uh, friend and I were coming back to the house and we were looking down at the driveway car pulled in thought it was my fiance looked like it pulled to the back of the driveway we pulled in maybe five seconds behind it no car nothing completely gone even walked to the back where the motion lights are and there was nothing because you can drive all the way into our backyard but there was nothing there now did you see headlights and taillights headlights just... and taillights oh, i was gonna say if it's just taillights you probably just Saw a mothman running away from you. No, car was solid. I saw it. My friend saw it. We're like, oh, look, she's already home. But no, nothing. Well, something's already home. Something made it back. Wah. That's <laughs> that, that's actually kind of interesting as far as kind of creepy things go, because I don't have anything that happened. We got a new computer system at work that makes me want to quit every second of every night. Well... Yeah, usually computers do. They're not much fun. Well, it's not so much the computers as, well, I'm the people, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Human interference. Something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, mm -hmm. we are back for our second show. Second show. Hope everybody enjoyed the first one. That's right. And uh, I think I told you, I don't remember if I did or not, but we had a listener from Belgium. You told me that, and I think he had a review about us. You know you know what everybody said? What? Yeah. That show was waffle. Waffle. <laughs> well, if we had a listener in Belgium and he wasn't connected by a VPN from, you know, Texas, we probably lost him now. Well, maybe. But waffle joke. I hope we did. Hope he enjoyed it. Hope he listens to this new episode. That's right. But to our listener in uh Belgium, I would like to say a little thing, Chad. Why would you just say a little thing, Chad? A little thing. You're oh. ready? Okay. Nouveau remercions d'avoir écouté notre podcast. Okay, that works. A little French. A little French? A little French. Just a wee? French Stewart. Wee amount of French? A little bit. All okay. right. Well, moving on. 
Okay. <laughs> do you uh, have any uh, stories from the news desk for us tonight, I actually Chad? do. I have one that involves UFOs. Do you enjoy the UFOs, Chris? Well, you know, I mean, I as much as the next person, I guess. Well, I mean, I think some people enjoy them more than others, but I, I do like the UFO stories. UFOs. UFOs, that's right. Uh, well, this story says, Does eerie UFO video show alien spacecraft jumping time and space over Yellowstone National Park? UFO hunters are getting excited over eerie footage, which may show a glowing alien spacecraft jumping through time and space ace, ace, ace. over Yellowstone National Park. The clip captured on a webcam shows a pulsating orb of light varying through the pitch black night sky above the 3,500 square mile Wyoming Park. In the video, which has been viewed more than 82,000 times, way more than the people have listened to this podcast, That's right. the unidentified object travels diagonally across the sky before soaring out of view. A second orb then suddenly appears directly below where the other UFO vanished just moments before. UFO enthusiast Tyler Glockner uploaded the video to YouTube channel Secure Team 10. Narrating the video, he said, What you saw was some sort of UFO flying up and disappearing before dropping something below, which then lights up and disappears into the night sky as well. Like he knows. Mm, well, <laughs> this definitely isn't a plane, and I've never seen a drone do that before. While one baffled viewer said, It almost looks like the UFO jumped Time and space. Ace, ace, ace. The creepy video is the second sighting in less than two months at the park. It comes after conspiracy theorists claim footage of a strange glowing orb was in fact an alien aircraft exploding. Hmm. And now alien hunters are even speculating the the spate of UFO sightings in the region could be followed by a natural disaster. Clapway.com reports. Some conspiracy theorists even claim extraterrestrials have a base built somewhere beneath the old faithful geyser in the park. Last year, Yellowstone Gate reported that a mysterious cave described as America's Pompeii was at the <laughs> center of a legal dispute between the U.S. government and a ranger who claimed to own the land. Walker, Texas Ranger? No, if it was, there would be no dispute. So I think we know who would win. Uh, that <laughs> that gave rise to speculation that alien technology had been uncovered in the cave and the government wanted to cover it up. Now, I have watched the video and it has been sped up quite a bit to make it a little more impressive than what it would be at normal speed. I think calling it impressive at sped up speed is a little overkill. Well, I was going to say, I don't exactly see anything punching through time and space as I would perceive it, although I'd have to base that on some movie that I've watched. So I don't really know what punching through time and that space is true. Would like how many like. times have you seen something punch through time and yeah. space? I mean, maybe that car last night. Like, um, it. I mean, it could. What kind went, of car was it? It wasn't a DeLorean. You couldn't oh. tell. Yeah, all you could see are the headlights and the taillights. But anyway, so we're going to put a link to the video. If you actually go to Yellowstone UFO, you can find it on YouTube. But we will have a link in the notes. You can take a look for yourself. I personally don't know that I would believe it's something punching through time and space. Yeah, you say, you say. But I do think <laughs> that it is a very unusual video with an unidentified flying object that you'll enjoy watching. All right. Well, good. Uh, UFOs. That's great. Mm -hmm. Nothing compared to what I have ready, Chad. Mm. I, you know cryptids are my thing. I know they are. You used to be in a gang, I think, in New York City. Anyway. And you know my favorite cryptid. Yes. Well, they're in the news again. 
would that be? El Chupacabra. It is. Mm. Mystery of blood-sucking fanged creatures captured and killed on village farm after attacking livestock. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Two mythical blood-sucking creatures have been captured and killed, according to superstitious villagers. They claim they tracked down two chupacabra that have been targeting local farm animals, but it seems there is an argument over the true identity of the slaughtered animals after footage of them went viral, with some claiming they are just cats. Those who are convinced the creatures are evil point out the huge fangs and say they have been killing cattle, sheep, and chickens by sucking out all of their blood. A man called Ant posted on a local forum, These creatures are not cats, and they are slaughtering cattle at night. They are not interested in meat, only in blood. Another user called simply N said, These are decomposed bodies that belong to cats. They swelled up like this because they were in the water for a long time. I believe he then dropped the mic and walked away. <laughs> the footage was posted on a Kazakh news site, which said it was not clear exactly where in the country it was filmed. The chupacabra, which literally means goat sucker, is from the folklore of parts of the Americas with the first purported sighting reported in Puerto Rico. The name comes from the animal's reported habit of attacking and drinking the blood of livestock, especially goats. And they have been reported from as far north as Maine in the United States and as far south as Chile in South America. They have also been reported in Russia and the Philippines outside of the Americas. Wow. Now, I showed you the pictures of the killed chupacabra. You did. I think i thought seriously about forwarding them off to the aspca we'll put a link to this up on uh the the show notes which are on our website yeah if you take a look it just looks like somebody drowned a couple cats and slapped them down and started taking some pictures because they're they're cats i mean they're, they're cats <laughs> i mean if they're taking down livestock you know like a cow there must be like 50 of them that are jumping that's on that what cow. i wondered when they said they were taking down cattle I mean, I have three chupacabra upstairs, apparently, mm -hmm. and I really don't think it, they could take down a cow. No, no, I, I don't believe that. I, I think that, do you remember the good old days when the chupacabra used to look like a lizardy alien, looked like a gray with some big, you know, iguana talons on the back, and people said it had glowing red eyes and it could fly around and... It was freaking people out at night. I do. And well, that, what happened? That I don't know, but that's going to be the subject of the uh, editorial this week. Oh, oh, okay. So we'll stop talking about that. See, right that's now. been stewing on your brain. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I like the chupacabra, and I hate people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> some people. I see. So, any more uh, news from the desk of Chad? Well, well, let's. Uh, Let's think about something a little mystical, a little magical. Does it taste good? Can you turn it into gold? I don't know. Did you ever watch the Smurfs when you were growing up? I did. Well, there's a man who truly believes in Smurfs because a man believes that the fire alarm contained Smurfs causes disturbance at Blount County High School. In Maryville, a man was arrested after disturbance at Blount County High School Tuesday, according to investigators. Investigators said a 32-year-old man wearing only underwear and socks went into the vocational building at William Blount High School trying to pull a fire alarm off the wall because he claimed there were Smurfs inside it. Oh, no. Uh, the Blount County School System said he entered the parking lot during morning drop-off and was then seen trying to enter two outside doors unsuccessfully. They said that, that when he entered the career technical education wing of the school... 
The school system said the secretary asked how she could help him. He gave an incoherent response, which was probably maniacal laughter because he knew he was going to eat some and turn some to gold. She asked him to leave. Within four minutes, the school resource officer had him in custody. William Blount High School does not have a system that requires visitors to be buzzed into the school, but Betsy Cunningham, the communication coordinator with Blount County Schools, said in a statement, One of our initiatives for the upcoming school year is to install a buzz-in security-type program at each of our 21 schools. The name of the man has not been released, but the sheriff's department says he was taken for a mental evaluation. You think? Probably. The school system and sheriff's department stressed students were never in any danger, and the school was never put on lockdown. BCSO says the investigation is continuing and charges are pending again against that man. School officials notified parents through a school messaging system that Blount County School provides excellent education in a safe and secure environment, which was evident earlier today in the incident which occurred at William Blount High School. Uh, the school spokeswoman, Betsy Cunningham, said the man was never a direct threat to students and the sheriff's office is continuing its investigation. He didn't have a really skinny orange cat in tow with him, did he? No, he's completely naked and probably those pictures that you were looking at earlier of the chupacabras that were dead, he probably went nuts and took care of that cat before he decided to strip off his clothes and head to the school. And his clothes would be a black robe be like a black dress with the neck with the collar and the bottom rolled up right whatever look that was living out in the forest by yourself you know i was wondered okay i can see having some weird alchemist misconception that you could turn smurfs into gold mm-hmm. why did gargamel want to eat smurfs i mean why i don't know and did you notice he kind of wavered in between what his actual goal was throughout the series yeah at one point he wanted to eat them at one point he wanted to turn them into gold uh, next thing you know, he's just—he really doesn't know what he wants. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever see that original 1976-ish Smurfs movie, The Smurfs and the Magic Flute? Yes, where everybody had weird names and different voices. Uh huh. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, Smurf wonderfulness. Payo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Smurf. Here, you know, here's another thing. The guys, the guys' whole theory was off base already because. You know how big a fire alarm is. Mm-hmm. And Smurfs, I mean, we all know. Three apples, three high. apples high. Mm-hmm. Smurfs not going to fit in a fire alarm. No. And he said Smurfs, like there's multiples in there. Now, if they were chopped up into pieces. Maybe. Maybe, but hmm. made no sense. I mean, if he was really concerned with the safety of the children, at that point, he might just call the fire department and tell them to check it out. Well, I mean, I don't know that Smurfs would be a matter of security anyway unless it was jokey well, i mean the lever doesn't work or when you pull it it just blows up in your face that's right but uh yeah smurfs la 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 well moving on chad i don't know if this is as exciting as smurfs in a fire alarm but i do have something that's probably gonna affect you a little bit there's another religion that you cannot claim you're a member of to get days off of work no wait a minute down the drain wait a minute i don't appreciate that what do you mean Federal judges ruled that worshiping a flying spaghetti monster is not a real religion. The heck you say. That's right. So I don't think you can call in because it's a meatball day and a holiday for your religion anymore. Hmm. But anyway, a federal judge in Nebraska has ruled that the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, FSMism, is not a real religion, delivering a setback to practicing pastafarians around the country. In an order filed Tuesday, U.S. District Court Judge John M. Gerard wrote that 
The court finds that FSMism is not a religion within the meaning of the relevant federal statutes and constitutional jurisprudence. It is, rather, a parody intended to advance an argument about science, the evolution of life, the place of religion in public education. Rather than dismiss FSMism out of hand, Gerard writes that FSMism contains a serious argument, and his order goes into some detail in the background of the church's founding in 2005 as a repost to intelligent design. In the church's manifesto, The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, founder Bobby Henderson argued that if school boards wanted to peddle creationism with the guile of intelligent design in classrooms under the banner of balance, then it made sense to give equal consideration to the dogma that a flying spaghetti monster created the heavens and the earth as well. Gerard quotes large tracts of the gospel in his decision. While Gerard seems to find satirical value in FSMism, he balked at the argument of plaintiff Stephen Kavanaugh, yeah. currently a prisoner in the Nebraska State Penitentiary, that prison officials should afford his faith the same rights and privileges as religious groups, including the ability to order and wear religious clothing and pendants, the right to meet for weekly worship services and classes, and the, the right to receive communion. A footnote to the decision, Riley notes that although Kavanaugh does not explain this in detail, it's clear from the FSM gospel that religious clothing is a pirate costume and communion <laughs> is a large portion of spaghetti and meatballs. Nice. So there's another one down the drain. Well, you'd think there'd be a little more backing and maybe some support to this from like um, Chef Boyardee, Prego. Uh, well, I want to know how, how isn't, what's the, Elvis Presbyterianism hasn't that been actually recognized as a religion? It's possible. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. If I remember sure. right, I think I saw that it's recognized. So how how is that recognized? But they're not going to let you worship a flying spaghetti monster. I don't know if the guy wants to play the spaghetti and he wants to walk around in a pirate costume. They can't give him a real sword. Who cares? I mean, hey, go for it, man. Do what makes you happy. It's true think that's good for news this week it's some some good ones some pretty interesting stories there chris i i feel a little more fulfilled that i i know what's going on in the world well i feel a little bit better about myself that i'm not as uh crazy as some people so well i wouldn't say that you just don't tell i said as some people just don't tell your own personal stories on here it's okay okay so chris are you excited about our creepy uh subject this evening uh, I am, but uh, why don't we inform our loyal listeners well, yeah, we what thought, we're talking about? We thought we <laughs> we thought tonight we'd do a special little sampling of some unusual cemetery locations with some unusual events. And like we did on the uh, first episode, we're trying to keep this a little local. So Chad, being a Kentuckian, has what three from Kentucky, and me coming from the wonderful heartland of America and Indiana, I have from indiana the heartland of america you're something, so right it's something like that mm -hmm. okay well the first one i'd like to talk about is the warfield cemetery it's located in barberville kentucky and with the war with the uh, warfield cemetery something follows you <laughs> uh its footsteps move as you do and stop when you do 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 yet this unseen thing moves very fast you can feel its urgent its sense of urgency and the steps crunch over the ground as if it's agitated. When it starts this, you stand there cringing, just certain something is going to knock you down from behind. 
but the steps just stop abruptly and don't start back up again until you begin walking again. When you step outside of the gate, the sounds of the footsteps stop. The sounds of the footsteps. So, pretty creepy. (laughs) Well, so, the mysterious thing that uh, does this Mm -hmm. uh, only moves when you move, stops when you stop, Mm -hmm. and completely is gone when you leave the cemetery. Yes. And, of course, we're not there. We haven't got to experience this yet. We may go check it out. But, you know, I, I tried to look at some pictures of the cemetery online. Couldn't really see if there was a stone wall or anything that might give you a little bit of echo. Um, but definitely a creepy experience. Definitely something strange in that neighborhood. And uh, we may have to go check that out and give you a little update on to see if we, if we see the same thing happening to us. Where's that at? It is in the Warfield Cemetery in Barberville, Kentucky. Do you know where that is in the state? I don't know how far away it is, no. Yeah. No. Because I, you know, I'm not going for a real long drive. Oh, you'll be fine. You can nap. (laughs) Can I now? Oh, yeah, you can nap. You'll be fine. Well, good. But, yeah, if you ever find yourself near the Warfield Cemetery in Barberville, Kentucky, you should probably go check it out and see if someone follows you amongst the tombstones. Spooky. So, Chris, (laughs) what, what do you got for your cemetery, sir? Well, my first one, I believe we will talk about the Boone Hutchison Cemetery in Greencastle, Indiana. Boone Hutchison, huh? Boone Hutchison. Says the Boone Hutchison Cemetery has grave sites dating back to 1812. And in this cemetery, Chad, a ghostly police officer from the 1950s sits inside the graveyard along with a blue light. That's special. It is. A blue light. Special. Special. There's also a cave under the cemetery with a grave near the entrance of it. Some witnesses have even reported that bodies will fall out of their caskets into the cave. One other occurrence involves sinister-looking dogs with red glowing eyes that chase people to their cars and then disappear. And the cave, they say it's like a tiny little cave, but if you can find it, Sometimes there is something in the entrance of the cave. Something, huh? Yeah. What might that be? Uh, ghost. Some thing in the entrance of this cave. Yeah. Glowing eyed dogs. Evil. Scary keystone cop with a blue light. Ghostly cop. Yeah. Cave. Poltergeist corpses flopping about here and there. Well, probably the scariest thing about the whole cemetery is you know that cave's probably full of spiders. Spiders. I'm okay with spiders. You know what I don't like in caves? Spiders from Mars. Snakes. <laughs> I hate snakes. Oi. <laughs> so, what, what do you think about that? Is Did you find anything to substantiate these claims of bodies that flop about inside of a cave? No, every, everybody said that the whole bodies falling through the top of the cave from their caskets is completely bonkers. Really? But nothing to discount the police officer with his blue light. No no background on that, no history, no reason why the police officer's there. No, he's just hanging out. Hmm. Well, it's very interesting. He's a protector of the ghosts. Kind of creepy. I'd like to check that out. I wouldn't mind seeing the body cave. Body cave. I think it's more a body rocky hole in the ground. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> well, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So what's scary Kentucky Cemetery number two, Chad? Well, the next cemetery I'm going to bring up is actually pretty famous. Um, I guess the most recent thing everybody probably saw it in was the movie Elizabethtown. And it is the Cave Hill Cemetery located in Louisville, Kentucky. It's on Bardstown Road. Um, a lot of famous people there. They have a section called Millionaire's Row. The Who's Who of Louisville um, are pretty much buried there. But Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders is there. There is a statue dedicated to the colonel right there at his gravesite. I do like Colonel Sanders. It is. Yep. Finger looking good. <laughs> the Cave Hill Cemetery in Louisville is the largest Victorian era cemetery still in good repair. Established in 1848, it holds both Union and Confederate soldiers on its property. One of Louisville's largest cemeteries, it is said that if you visit Cave Hill Cemetery at night, you can see green lights floating through the air. People hear the chanting of what sounds like church hymns during the full moon. It has also been told that if you listen very carefully, you can hear the gravestones being knocked over and other noises. Mm-hmm. Now, the area that it's located at is between three pretty good major roads, and nobody can get in there past 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. So I don't know who's in there at midnight that's really getting to hear these chants, but the place is beautiful. It's like a park, lots of water features, um, or a lot of geese that live in there, and there's some pretty creepy-looking graves, but it, it's a nice visit, nice walk around. I mean, except there's dead people very buried there. It's practically a park. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a cemetery. But it has a huge ancient... <laughs> brick wall that encircles most of it and the part that's not surrounded by that wall uh there's large uh, wrought iron fencing ancient brick wall ancient brick wall okay not like mayan ancient but oh. it's been there a long time <laughs> now the things you're saying about this cemetery glowing green lights floating around at night we we live in the midwest chad we do there's all kinds of glowing green lights floating around uh Around my house at night in the summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we like to call them lightning bugs. Lightning bugs, huh? Uh Uh-huh. And aren't there several hundreds of churches probably (laughs) within a block of Cave Hill Cemetery? There's a lot of of noise. I mean, there's Phoenix Hill Taverns right down the road if you want to hear some weird chanting at night. That's right. So if you're hearing chanting and hymns and everything, perhaps you could be hearing some... uh, Stuff from the churches around drifting over. This is true. This is very true. But regardless, I mean, you may go there and have your own paranormal encounter. With Colonel Sanders. With Colonel Sanders, a ghostly chicken in each hand, a sturdy bucket (laughs) sitting at the base with grease running out of the bottom of it, and a smiling, gentle-looking man holding each one of those decaying chickens. You yourself may have a strange encounter there. That sounds a lot like Norm MacDonald. It did. And then they switched it. They've had like four or three Colonel, different Colonel Sanders now. And now they've just moved away. They don't even show a face. It's just somebody talking in hands. But um, yeah, you, you definitely check it out. If you're, you ever get to the area, you come to Louisville, you come for Derby, something like that. Oy. Check out. The, yeah, I know. I, we, we live here and it's just a mess. Yeah. Uh, Thunder's getting ready to come up Duh, next Saturday. So even more. Be a huge cluster as well. But yeah, check it out. I mean, if anything, it's definitely worth seeing. All right. Cave Hill Cemetery. Cave Hill Cemetery. Is there a cave on the hill? There could be, but I've never seen it. Hmm. False advertisement. Maybe they filled it in. 
All right. Well, my next wonderful world of Indiana haunted cemeteries, Chad. Yes, sir. Is actually not very far from here. Oh, really? Maybe about a 20-minute drive at the most. Well. It's the Mount Zion Cemetery in Henryville, Indiana. This one has a very specific haunting, Chad. Okay. It's the Green Lady. It says, in the early 1900s, a young woman was killed on Henryville Blue Lick Road after a terrible car accident and buried in Mount Zion Cemetery on the same road. It is said that she roams the cemetery with a green glow to her, and if you park at the cemetery at night, she'll jump on your car, reportedly trying to look for a ride home. And when she jumps on your car, Chad? Yes. She will leave green goo that you have to wash off. Green goo, you say? Green goo. Hmm. We definitely should go there and try to get some green goo together and take a sample. But, um, so apparently, once you pass over into the other side, the world of the unknown, (laughs) and you're abandoned somewhere, if you want to ride from somebody, the appropriate way to ask is to jump. Jump on their car car. and leave goo. Mm -hmm. And you have no clue about Uber. No. Well, probably not. Mm. (laughs) The app. She needs to get the app. I like to think of her as that uh, ghost in the library from Ghostbusters. That she's sitting there all calm and everything, and you park, and the next thing you know, she's running, screaming at you. Yeah, I need a ride. I need a ride right now. Exactly. (laughs) She gets so excited, she goos on your car. Oh, Oh. it it happens. (laughs) Well, we'll have to take the uh, trusty old pickup truck there and see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> trusty old pickup the old pickup truck all right so yeah that you know that one pretty simple well, green like green glowing lady leaves like, goo on your car I like that i mean that's you're there's some very specific things you're looking for that's right it's not like there. random oh you hear some noises and maybe some glowing eyes yeah. no it's like there's a green glowing lady that goos your car up yeah it's like in this case somebody is following you someone is jumping on your car someone is gooing your car up right. perfect turtle wax <laughs> all right well i've got another one here this is going to be the last of my trifecta uh, and this one is for derby it is <laughs> this one is Lee. i can't talk <laughs> the last of my trifecta is lick creek cemetery oh. dawson springs dawson creek i think that used to be on the cw <laughs> lick creek cemetery Numerous incidents have been reported over the years at this small cemetery just outside Dawson Springs. Glowing eyes, ghosts of the dead, as opposed to ghosts of the living, things appearing and disappearing. There are several graves around a tree on the outskirts of the cemetery. These are said to be of a woman and her children. The woman buried by the tree, as legend has it, was a follower of the pagan faith, and so were her children. Because paganism was considered blasphemous and devil worship by the church during the 18th century, the family disguised her true faith by claiming to be Protestant and donated a piece of the land to a group of Protestants to build their church. It was, however, the widowed woman's request to be buried on the property with her children. Hence the legend of the Lick Creek Witch, born and followed thereafter by much more folklore pertaining to the land. The cemeteries were at the time associated with the churches in which they were located at Usually, the graves were occupied by members and locals whom had no burial plot. One of the legends states that the pagan lady's circle of friends were members of the church. Many of the graves are actually occupied by individuals 
who were part of the pagan ladies' coven. Huh. So is the haunting of that cemetery the, the witch, or is it the random things that just appear? Apparently it's just a lot of random weird things going on, but there is a <laughs> witch associated with the cemetery. Sounds pretty creepy. Probably a really nice, creepy environment to go out on a midnight drive and just take a visit and see if you're either frightened away by this witch, strange disappearing things, glowing eyes, or maybe just the local police department. That's right, because most places don't really, aren't that happy about people plodding around on their cemeteries at night. Remember, if you ever go ghost hunting, that trespassing is still illegal. That's right. They don't care if you've got your PKE meter in your hand. Not to mention the dangers of running into Bigfoot late at night. Ooh. <laughs> is that a big danger? That is a big danger. Never underestimate the danger of Bigfoot late at night in the woods. Great. That has been your pub- public service announcement from Chad. PSA. <laughs> and now you know. Well, my last one here, Chad, is yes, from sir. Brazil, Indiana. Oh, Okay. And it's the 100-Step Cemetery. The 100-Step Cemetery is located between Terre Haute and Brazil, Indiana, off of North County Road 675 West, just south of Route 40, in case you and yours want to go find it. (laughs) That's where Brazil is? Sure. Sounds like a hairy situation. I'll I'll make sure I insert a... uh, Laugh track? Rim shot right there for you. Do we get a laugh track? No. No can laugh? Difficult to find because it's unmarked on any maps. This rural cemetery is home to an unusual legend. The cemetery itself holds graves dating back to the 1860s, but most visitors come to see a long set of concrete stairs. They are broken and sunken into the grass in many places, but it is said that secrets will be revealed if you make it to the top. Secrets? Yes. According to legend... Anyone who counts every step and reaches the top at midnight and turns toward the open field by the cemetery will be approached by the ghost of the cemetery's first undertaker. This grim figure will show you a vision of your death. If you fail to count the same number of steps on your way down, the vision will come true. If you walk up the side of the hill rather than the steps, though, to try to avoid Mr. Undertaker's vision of death, a phantom hand will push you down the hill leaving a red mark that will last for days. Wow. That's right. So they have an out. It's like you can't get to the top of the cemetery by cheating. That's pretty specific. I believe I'd have to call an (laughs) H&R Block to do an audit on that if I messed up. Because they say they can get you everything this year, and whatever you had last year, if you messed up, they can get it back for you. So So if you miscount your steps, they can... Yeah, they can can check that out. The guy in the bow tie. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's pretty specific there, sir. Now, I have one question, Chad. I, researching what cemeteries I wanted to talk about for the show. Yes. I got to thinking while I was doing that. By default, shouldn't all cemeteries be haunted? No, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, come on. Let's think about it. Why would you want to hang out the cemetery where you're buried? It's not where you died. It's not where you spent most of your time in life. It's where your remains are taken. So, I mean, unless it's like a a club where ghosts just decide <laughs> to hang out because it's convenient and there's lots of friends there. <laughs> why would you want to actually be in the cemetery after you pass? Maybe that's why the green lady glows. She She's trying to be a glow stick. 
That's true. That's true. Bath salts. Somebody scream. Yay. Anyway. <laughs> well, see, that's what I thought. Well, a question I have, Chad. You're you're a quasi-professional ghost hunter yourself. Been on many adventures with ghostly things. Once upon a time, televised, been on the radio, um, UofL, Shelby campus, there for class, taught one. So, in your theory... When if you're if you're going to be a ghost if you're going to leave a spirit behind, but for whatever reason spirits are left behind, mm-hmm. where is your spirit left behind? Is it where you were the happiest, the most comfortable? Was it where you actually died? Where is it where you had the unfinished business, or is it hey I'm going to hang out right here by my tombstone? Well, I took a more scientific approach to ghost research and ghost hunting looking for anomalies and energies and things that could cause people to perceive the spirits of the dead not to say that that's not true but i did not ever see a ghost in a disembodied form when i was <laughs> ghost hunting but i would think the general consensus is either it's places where you had some sort of major negative impact during your life or during your death or places where you had a very positive life and you did not want to give that up that that was where i would think you would really occupy your space not necessarily the place where they just took your remains i have a theory i just thought of this okay i'm scared (laughs) don't isn't there something about limestone something like that they hauntings and limestone or stone and and water yes there's a lot of people believe and i tend to think this is a really good theory that basically limestone and water places where there's water underground they work like a natural vcr water underground yeah water underground once in a lifetime this is true (laughs) um but basically they believe it works like a natural vcr people that actually have a very low natural emf where they just don't have a lot of resistance. Uh, and this can be measured. They have a tendency to see and hear more things that would be considered paranormal than other people. And there's been locations that during storms and uh, high electrical activities, like, um, and I can't tell you the exact location of it, but there was a gym, for example, that set atop a large uh, mass of stone, and then underneath there was water. And at certain times when there were storms, if anyone was around or near the gym, they could hear people playing basketball. Ooh, Ooh, ghostly basketball. Spooky. (laughs) Could be. Could be. So, I don't know about any more. I think a lot are granite, but aren't tombstones a lot of limestone sometimes? It can be marble, limestone. Whatever was used at the time that they were uh-huh. made. So. so maybe that's why they're hanging out there. There's all that rock. It might be. It might be just residual haunts, just energy that's trapped there. It could be from, you know, it could be anything. We, we really don't know. Do you think that it would have anything to do with maybe since a cemetery, a lot of people go to visit the graves of loved ones, things like that, and they just start thinking about loved ones. Do you think maybe they've manifested their own poltergeist or maybe they've created a talpa of some sort? Mm, exactly. Uh, could be. I do like talpas. There's a lot of things out there we don't understand. <laughs> exactly. True. True. I like new math. 
That new math, I don't get it. I don't under. Well, that's that's a whole other like three part show. Yeah, that's that's not really paranormal. That's just stupid. It's paranormal is what they were thinking when they came up with it. Oh, I know what they were thinking. <laughs> Do you know? Oh yeah, I'll just keep that to myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but no, it's. That's what I was just thinking, though, that why why are these ghosts hanging out in cemeteries where if they have their choice, you know, go hang out in Kate Upton's shower. If you're that kind of ghost, sure. Or Burger King. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really don't know. I mean, if you have a... Because intelligent ghosts are ghosts that actually interact with you when you ask questions. Uh, you want them to perform a task to prove that they're there. And that's one of the rarest type of hauntings there are, are intelligent ghosts. Now, see, right there, I've watched ghost hunting shows. Why? I, entertainment. No. If I was a ghost, I think I would just naturally be a little ticked off all the time. Because you get these people coming in, messing with you, and they're always wanting you to do crap for them. Yeah. Make a sound. Can you talk to us? Oh, it's not Can that Can you anymore. move something? Can you turn a light on? It's like, come on, leave me alone. It's just like now they're angry. They're like, what are you, too weak to show yourself to me? Why won't you? What are you? You're your wuss? Are you scared of women? Uh, what is that? No. <laughs> Why would you want to taunt anything that could be paranormal, supernatural, disembodied anybody by, you know, just yelling at them? Why? My, my knowledge of ghosts come from basically... One or two places, Chad. One of those is Beetlejuice. <laughs> now, if you're a ghost, can can you actually do stuff to people? Can or do you, can they not see you? Do you have to put the bed sheet on so they'll actually see you? I mean, it's in the guide. As long as you read the guide, you you know what you're doing. Because I would think if I was a ghost hanging around a place and I got one of those guys, you know, muscly, looks like they lift weights, yeah, coming out taunting you saying hey do something prove yourself i think i'd have to do something to him well something, i mean i would think so something yeah. bad well because <laughs> i'm just and the and the beetlejuice reference i'm just wondering because if you can't touch them you can't do anything mm-hmm. then that's really gonna suck yeah but but if you can reach out and smack the ever loving crap out of them you know there, there's there are cases of people being physically harmed not many but there are cases of people being physically harmed by ghosts or spirits. Ghost shillelagh. You know, hung by a cord in the attic kind of ghost shenanigans. <laughs> Mr. Mustard. Yeah. But uh, you have to you have to think about it. I mean, there's strange occurrences that if... The thing is that if you could record that and see it every day and it was a common occurrence, at some point uh, we might actually be able to say, hey, this is exactly what's going on. But it's so rare it's so few and far between, and we don't even know exactly what we're trying to measure. I mean, we use electromagnetic fields. Um, they use light meters. Now they're using laser grids to try and see things that are invisible to the naked eye that are distorting those grids. So we really don't know what we're trying to measure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, actually my my friend Carrie, she taught that class at UofL that I assisted her with, and we'll definitely have to get her on here because she's got some very good opinions and... Uh, a lot of research about ghosts that I think uh, it would be an interesting conversation. It'd be a whole show right there. Definitely. We will have to do that. We'll have to get her on here. Once we can figure out how to work a third person on our board. That's true. And if we get enough people that actually want to listen, because <laughs> remember, 
I mean, if you if there's nobody wants to listen to the show, there's no point in doing it. So all we ask is that you give us a listen and see what you think. <laughs> now you just sound sad. Oh, I'm not sad. Hey, I'm happy. If 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 you or I are the only ones that listen to this, I'll still do it. I mean, if, if you want to keep doing it. We got funky, crazy windscreens now for our mics. They're nice. They're neon. Well, the ring is. <laughs> the ring. Well, anyway, Chadwick. Yes, sir. I believe it's time for my editorial that mm. I've been I've been waiting for this. You've been stewing up? Ever since I found the story about the dead cats. I mean, Lynching. oh, wait. Chupacabras. Okay. This has made me angry. <clears throat> Chad, there appears to be a problem with society nowadays. Really? And that is the chupacabra. Remember back in the day when our our beloved chupacabra was a crazy alien lizard kangaroo? True. I I do remember that. I think I mentioned it earlier. Had spines, had big eyes, looked like a gray, but smaller, crouched down and could fly, maybe couldn't fly, had big nails just looked like a like a like an alien dog pretty pretty awesome it actually warranted some figures from japan well that's the chupacabra i know and love but somewhere along the line somebody decided that the chupacabra was a coyote with mange i think everybody has seen that silly footage of the dog running down the dusty road and it turns around to look and there is a mangy dog and that's it it's not our beloved little lizardy kangaroo thing. And it's even more. I've seen pictures of a bear with mange that people have caught a chupacabra. Now we have drowned cats that are apparently chupacabras. <laughs> Raccoons. People see people see anything that is small and furry. They decide, oh my gosh, it's a chupacabra. And now it doesn't even have to be furry. It has to be mangy. So... Everybody, this this is my public service announcement for the show. Just because it's something in the woods, out in the field, you don't know what it is, it's not a chupacabra. I think you'll know if you see a chupacabra. Maybe the last thing you see. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you feel better? I Well, no, but... Oh. <laughs> Until they, the videos of mangy animals are banned from being called possible chupacabra sighted in Texas. No, I will not be happy. They just need a little medicated soap and a lot of care. Medic, well, demodectic mange. <laughs> and some love. <sighs> Lots of love. Anyway, Chad. Yes, sir. There's anybody out there that would like to send us any kind of comments, suggestions, any kind of questions at all, or stories, because Chad does love stories. I do love some stories. You can send those to us at pongpodcast at gmail.com. It's P-O-N-G podcast at gmail.com. Send us a good story. Chad might even read that on the show. I just might if it's a good story and I find it to be quite appealing. Well, we might have to pass that on. But for all your paranormal guys connections and goodies you can always go to our main website at paronormalguys.com that's p-a-i-r-o normalguys.com and on the website you can find all of our episodes with the complete show notes with the links to the stories and topics we do you can find links to our facebook twitter and instagram pages 
you can see any new news that's upcoming about Paranormal Guys. You can find out all the ways you can listen to the show, which right now, Chad, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn now. Nice. And we will eventually be on Google Play when they get their podcast section up and running. Sweet. Exactly. Yeah, you can also, <laughs> while you're on there, if you look, there is a little section that says Donate. Now, we do this podcast for fun. We're not looking to make a living off of it, but it is expensive. We do need equipment. Uh, occasionally, things do break down, <laughs> and eh, my earphones are horrible. But if <laughs> if are. anyone would like to contribute anything, doesn't matter what, it could be as low as a dollar, up to a million dollars if you want. That would be nice. Feel the need. Uh, anybody out there who's really eccentric and rich, if you're hearing this, that's it's directed towards you. We're talking to you, Bill Gates. That's right. So, you know, you certainly can do that. We'd like to keep the show going. We'd like to get it bigger, more content. Well, I'm actually hoping here in a month to bring you some information from a road trip uh, that concerns one of our furry uh, cryptids that lives Ooh. in the forest. And uh, we would like to, you know, we'd like for some people to really enjoy the show. And if you want to put a little bit of money towards it to keep it going, that's great. That is Bigfoot. Big, oh, wow. You talked about him and here he is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the music for Paranormal Guys is from Eye of the Storm by William Blanchard. You can find his music and that of other talented artists at soundclick.com. And in closing, Chad, I just thought of this. What's that? <clears throat> I have our closing tagline. Oh, yes. Yes, you're going to be excited. I am. As you know, we every two weeks is how we're going to do the show now. Yes. So, in closing, everybody, thanks for listening. And until next time, have a pair of normal weeks. Mm-hmm.